Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's gladly lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Greetings, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. I'm so excited today because this is not like any other episode we've had so far. Today is the first edition of the Believer's Faith Challenge report that comes out twice a year. I have the spring edition right in front of me, freshly off the press. Very exciting, brother team. We're going to be discussing some of the issues that we're covering here. And we are covering places like China, Uganda, Angola. Let's start with China. I'll begin by reading a paragraph here. Uh, when For you listeners, when you get your hands on this, this is the very first paragraph of the China section. It says, There is no greater example of the missionary vision of Brother Ed Biscoll than the completion of the Chinese translation project. All 1,207 sermons of William Branham have now been translated into Chinese, in addition to the Chinese KJV Bible already completed. All right, that's a powerful paragraph. Amen, Brother John. And uh, good to be here today and talk about the new release of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report, which is going out in the mail probably tomorrow. And uh, people will be getting their copy. You know, the Believer's Faith Challenge Report I always refer to as Brother Biscoe's Magazine. <laughs> and uh, uh, so it, it does us well to introduce it with the subject of Brother Biscoe's missionary vision. Brother mm-hmm. Biscoe has always had a huge burden for the people of China, uh, in particular, as as it even says in the next paragraph, the vision can be summed up in one sentence, get the message into the hands of the people. And, uh, you know, uh, China and uh, the workers of the translation work for China, both of the Bible and now of the message, they are working. They are still working diligently, and what I mean by that is now they're into audio translation. And they've got the message in print, they've got the Bible, but they're not satisfied. They're still working hard, but I think it does us well to just commemorate this milestone for them. They now have the entire message for the bride of Jesus Christ that speaks the Chinese language to clothe the bride in the last days for the rapture. And they have done a tremendous work, and people will enjoy reading about it. It goes back into a little bit of the history of it, some of the burden of it, some of the trials of it. And of course, they'll be able to relate to that, I'm sure. I I like how it says that, similar to Abram's faith, that took 25 years. It took Brother Murphy and his team 25 years to complete this project. Now, here at Clover the Bible, we're privy to. Uh, to this information before it goes out to the public because we had Brother brother Murphy give a report of this a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he referred to with the team, you remember, was the vision of the bride right. being clothed in the national garb. Do you, do you want to touch base on that? Because that was a statement, actually, a statement you made when you preached on this thought that really impacted him. It was a, it was a powerful thought because, you know, you have statements that Brother Branham makes in the message that will hang there for years. And then a minister will pick up on it and will expound on it in a way that maybe we've never thought of it before. And Mm -hmm. I just happened to be that minister on this subject 
as I was sitting in a hotel room in Uganda, pondering that vision that Brother Branham had of the preview of the bride. And, and as I was thinking about it and how that the last day's bride was clothed in garments that represented their own nation. And so then I realized as I was just sitting there thinking, wait a minute, you know, on the other side, we all wear white garments. Right. The bride is clothed in fine linen. Yeah. But the, so the vision must have represented something. It, it struck me. and, and Symbolic. Yeah. Yeah. What could it represent? And so that's when it, when I realized that in garments of their own nation, Brother Branham had made this statement, may the Lord crown my ministry by letting me dress the bride in the garments of his word. Right. And uh, that really struck me very, very hard and, and made me to realize the importance of translation work in these last days. And so I'll mention two things, Brother John. Number mm -hmm. one, the importance of translation work. Number two, the importance of the fivefold ministry. Right. To catch that in the message of the hour, it takes right. gifted men to take this message and preach it to the world and to catch things of the meaning of what Brother Branham said if he had not exactly said those words, mm -hmm. but he had said different statements in different places that make the meaning of that vision obvious. And right. so right. Brother Murphy picked up on that and they they feel, uh, as all translators do, very blessed to be a part of God's effort to clothe the bride. Yeah, amen. And I believe when Brother Murphy gave the announcement here at Clover the Bible, he, he said, referring to this, to this uh, vision, he said, Brother Tim, the garment of the bride in China is complete. Exactly. I thought that was a powerful statement. The dress is finished. The last stitches, the veil, everything is ready. She can now be dressed. And back to your point about the fivefold ministry, he said, now it's up to the ministers to now clothe the bride. Amen. Because the garment is completed. Amen. You know, I, I, it takes me back and probably takes you back to your wedding day. <laughs> I don't know where your wife got her dress. My wife's dress was custom made. Yep. And, uh, so I heard little reports of them working on it and how it was coming. And of course, the groom doesn't get to be privy of how it looks until the actual wedding day. But, uh, but nevertheless, I, they went continuously to the dressmaker to make the garment. And then finally, one day, just before the wedding, it was finished. And that was a great day that I remember personally. So for the bride of China to see that her wedding garment is ready, I step into it. Step my. into it, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> How exciting. That's just so powerful and incredible for the believers in China. And Amen. it took back and forth, like you say, you know, translation after translation, changing this sentence. So make sure you really catch the meaning of what the prophet is saying. Many nights with Brother Tim here and Brother Murphy going back and forth. And mm. and not only do we have the message itself complete in China, but we now have the most accurate Chinese Bible as well. Exactly. So exactly. now we have the message and the Bible. Amen. Now, in China, we'll also touch base on just some of the things that are still going on even amidst the persecution of the believers there. We still have souls being saved. We still have people being baptized. And how incredible is it, Brother Tim, that amidst such persecution, the word is still pressing through? It just brings us back to the statement that God won't lose one. Jesus said, all that the Father has given me will come to me. Amen. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. God makes a way. Amen. Uh, let's move on from China to the section here on the Message Hub. Now, there is a previous podcast 
I think it was last month where we had brother Darren Hoffman here to discuss the pot, uh, discuss the message hub. He gave us a little bit of the history of the message hub, but now we have you know, 87 languages and a total of 16,000 translations available. Yeah, 16,000 is the point we've passed. We're well over 16,000 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last two weeks, I think we've added about 140 translations Wow! in the last two weeks. So it's still growing. And, it, and the message hub, and I want to, just I keep saying this, but I'll I'll keep on saying it. The Message Hub is not Bible Believers or Cloverdale Bible Way exclusively. The Message Hub is a tool that we maintain that is a cooperative work of translators all around the world. All over the world. And this is not just Bible believers. This is many brothers in many countries in many languages that are laboring to put the message into the language of their local people. And as I just said, they have a part in clothing the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we have seven new languages added to the message app. Setswana, spoken in Botswana. We have Kirundi. We have Karamojong, Luganda, Ateso, Ranyakitara, Afan, Oromo. These are all languages that uh, they actually have been on the message hub for a while, but now they're added to the app, the message hub app. Mm-hmm. And they, in order to make all of the links work effectively or at least in a rudimentary way, you have to have a minimum number of messages you can. They might sit on the message hub with one, five, ten translations, twenty translations, but once they they get close to or past the fifty translation mark, then we begin work to put them into the message hub app, the mobile app that makes it available for download. People can read uh, the the, all the translations on their mobile device, as well as to be able to study them, uh, uh, link between the Bible and the message. So those are all things that have happened. Seven more languages on the Message Hub app. We're happy for that. And there's more to come. Amen. And that takes uh, an incredible amount of effort, as Brother Darren explained in the previous podcast, mm-hmm. just to, to be able to format these languages and all these different unique characters into a format that we can display on a mobile device is not easy. So we, once again, just thank you, Brother Darren and his team for all the labor that went into making those languages accessible on a mobile app. I'm sure the believers, especially in Ethiopia, are super excited to have Afanoromo finally on a mobile device. They are very excited. And uh, we've had Amharic on for a while, but now they have the other main language, mm-hmm. which is Afanoromo. So they're very pleased to have that. And I was very happy to be able to announce it when I was just there a few weeks ago. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Now let's move on to Uganda. It says, the harvest continues. Now we've heard over the past few years, thousands of thousands of thousands upon thousands of believers have been baptized in the message, uh, in the, according to the revelation of the hour in the name of Jesus Christ. They've embraced the message of the hour. I have in front of me several pictures of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of believers in different gatherings. Yeah, what we did this time was not to put a lot of words in, but to make maximum space for the pictures. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just seems too incredible to say tens of thousands. Uh, you know, I can easily say personally at minimum 60,000. Wow. And some estimates are over 100,000. Okay, so uh, it's impossible to quantify it. We're not a denomination. We don't put names on a book. The names were written <laughs> on the book before the foundation of the world. 
And so those that are coming in, those that are getting baptized by many ministers, both by the established message ministers and by their own pastors who have just come into the message of the hour, many things taking place. So what we did was we, I took pictures just of this year, just of 2023, uh, to be able to show just what's happened in a short time frame. Last year, 2022, there were over 1,300 photos that I received of different meetings and gatherings and baptisms from last year. And then if you turn the page over, you'll see pictures of baptisms mm -hmm. from Uganda. Again, tried to minimize the words and maximize the pictures so that people can just look. You know, every picture they say is worth a thousand words. We didn't put captions on the pictures. I think they're self-explanatory. Um, if you look at the one on the, on the Uganda page, right at the bottom in the middle, brother, um, when you look at that, what do you see there? The one on page six? Uh, the one on page six and seven, right at the bottom in the middle. Right. What do you see in that picture? And then I'll tell you what, what it is. Uh, you're referring to this yeah, one here. That one there. I see a man speaking to a group of people. You see any women in that picture? Nope. Just brothers and okay. brothers. Uh, sitting or standing? They're sitting. Okay. At the back? Standing at the back. So you've got a standing room only meeting. Mm -hmm. This is in Sita Church, Brother wow. Fred Gingy's church. This is ministers. That's incredible. That's just ministers. That's just, for those that are listening, it's between page six and seven, right in the center at the bottom. It's a picture of brother, I believe that's brother Fred. Yeah. And he's talking to a group of people and that looks like well over a hundred people gathered there and it's just ministers. It's actually over 200, standing room only. Yeah. They have a regular bi-weekly ministers meetings to grand, ground the new ministers in the message. These are just ministers that are able to make it. Wow. They're, this is not from all over the country. This is just within traveling distance that's, of the meeting. That's incredible. Yeah, so that shows the kind of things that are happening on an ongoing basis. These brothers are constantly in the field, constantly in meetings. There'll be some articles coming up on the website of recent happenings that didn't even make it into the, the BFCR, the Believer's Faith Challenge Report, but I'm sure people will be thrilled to hear of the continual continually unfolding work of the Lord in Uganda. That's just incredible. And rightfully so here it says that these are staggering numbers and it mm -hmm. is indeed. And not just believers, as you mentioned, but even the ministers are being baptized. And one of the reports you're referring to is this, even today we were just working on an article from Uganda in the, in the South of Uganda, where two pastors attended a pastor a meeting and were convicted and baptized. And as a result of that, they organized meetings in their own region and over 170 believers were baptized just out of that one meeting. I think it was 187. And 187 to be exact. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and this was the type of meeting I was referring to this picture here. This is the type of meeting those ministers would attend. Right. Would have attended just a Tuesday night min or Thursday night ministers meeting uh, just to hear some truths about the message of the hour. And the object of the meeting is just to take new ministers and ground them in the word of God. And so that work is ongoing. So the brothers can go home and minister to their own people. And uh, so you'll see that article is being posted when today? 
Yes, it's actually already published on the yeah, website. There we go. <laughs> it's already available on the website. That's incredible. And page page eight here, still on your gunner, ends with the eternal prescription from Dr. Peter mm-hmm. on baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And this has been a truth that, that has set thousands of thousands of souls free in Uganda. Amen. Laws from the Trinitarian baptism to now embrace the true Christian baptism. Amen. And it's the door. You know, Christ is the door. People say, well, do they really believe the message? Well, they believe what they've heard. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't introduce the entire message exactly. in one day to somebody. You didn't receive it in one day. I didn't receive it in one day. Mm-hmm. But what you heard, you believed. Yeah. And you act upon what you believe. That's and right. therefore, God takes you further. And that's what's happening in Uganda. The people are being baptized because they heard the truth of the Godhead, baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They believed and are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, just like the book of Acts. Can you say that the people in Acts chapter 2, did they believe the entirety of the revelation of Jesus Christ as Messiah? Right. Uh, they believed he was the Messiah yeah. and they were baptized in his name. Yeah. But what all did that mean to them? Right. I think it was a continually unfolding revelation. Yes, sir. Indeed. Amen. Now we move on to Angola. I see a picture here of brothers and a lot of message books on a table. Mm-hmm. And the subtitle here says Assessing the Need. So this is a meeting that took place recently. This this particular one with books on the table is the brothers distributing books in the local churches. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's what happens. Then on the on the bottom you see a picture of ministers gathering to assess the need. Right. So we're we've been there printing for a couple of years now. There's been close to two hundred thousand books printed, and it's a great success story. Now we we just have to, as we always do, we always reanalyze it, reassess it, and say, okay, where do we stand? Are we printing enough? Are we printing too many? Right. We certainly don't want to be just storing things up. Are are the people receiving what they need to receive. The language is Portuguese and uh, they're individual message books. They've already received a shipment of church age books in their language through the efforts of um, vision books in uh, North Carolina out of uh, Hickory, Brother Barry Coffey's church. They printed some church age books in Portuguese. And so those were received a couple years ago. And so we're printing individual titles and tracks and uh, now we're just going through the reassessment process, but they're still receiving books. Just this last month, we printed almost 4,000 more books. Wow. Uh, there, there's a statement here that I thought was so particular and so interesting. And, and, and I love the statement because we're talking about stewardship now. We don't want to overprint. We don't want to underprint because we want the bride to have exactly what she needs. Therefore, mm-hmm. we organize these meetings to assess the needs. But there's a, there's a paragraph here that says that in the scripture, there was a time that the disciples were suggesting that money was poorly spent. Mm-hmm. When a woman took expensive ointment and anointed the Lord Jesus, but Jesus' response was different than they expected. And I like this part, showing us that in spending money, the leadership of the Holy Spirit is of utmost importance. Exactly. Exactly. Just, just because the people are poor doesn't mean you need to spend the money. Right. You know, that's mm-hmm. what the disciples were saying is this ointment should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Right. And Jesus said, the poor you have always with you. The issue is not poverty. Right. The issue is the need. Yeah. And uh, 
So whatever the need is, God provides for the need. Mm-hmm. And so the woman anointed Jesus for the need that was there. She did it uh, unto his burial, and uh, and she's done it, and it's a memorial to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a memorial that she's she sold the ointment and got such a wonderful price for it, and and they gave it to the poor. No, it ministered to the body yes. of Jesus Christ. And that's what we do in printing. We're ministering to the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the BFCR ends with Ethiopia. Yeah, we don't really need to discuss Ethiopia because <laughs> we've, we've just three. spent several podcasts <laughs> on it and the trip and everything. And I, I guess I can add, if I didn't do it in the last podcast, there's been a number of baptisms take place since just seven last week. Brother Mogus said there are tremendous testimonies coming from these people that are just coming into the message just in these last week mm-hmm. or two. He, and I said, well, where, when are we going to get those testimonies? And he said, when I'm done baptizing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so there's more baptisms to go. And uh, then we'll set up another podcast with Brother Mogus and we'll have to do it remotely. Yeah. Over the internet, it's always a more difficult task, but uh, get the fresh testimonies out of Ethiopia. So the BFCR is kind of a recap. People get to see pictures and things of how the bride is doing there in Ethiopia. And at, like Uganda, like these other places, it's un, it's a continually unfolding uh, process. The Holy Spirit is moving quickly. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, is it a short, quick work? I pray that it is, you know, that that God will bring in the last seed from every country, including yeah. Ethiopia. Well, even though we've covered Ethiopia in the past three podcasts, I believe now, we have to go back on this, Brother Tim. I think this is so important. The name that I see here, can you read that for me? Page 10. What's that first name here? The brother? Joseph Makamu Derisa. Brother Joseph. Isn't this the Brother Joseph we covered two podcasts ago? Who yeah. Freshly just came into the message. That's right. That's, That's incredible. Right. Yeah. Well, we stopped the press to to record all the recent testimonies. It was because of Ethiopia that mm-hmm. this is a little bit delayed. And so we wanted to get much of the recent uh, report from the trip into the article and people will be able to read about that. And I know it'll be a blessing to them. So for the listeners, if you remember, Brother Joseph was the, I think he was on his way to becoming a bishop in the Pentecostal church in Ethiopia. And he had come across a book talking about the healing movements in the U.S. And the book was negatively talking about William Branham, um, casting a shadow over his ministry and saying that he wasn't, he was a prophet, but though his doctrines were were wrong, including serpent seed. And as he was reading this book, he realized that wait a minute, these doctrines are true. Mm-hmm. Like we've, I think we've covered this in the previous podcast. Yeah. But what's happening now, as soon as he came to the light of the message, he's get, he's gotten into work already. He is. And even as I told him in that podcast live with him, I said, you know, I don't believe God would bring a minister in from your area right. if there wasn't much work to do. Right. And so I said, be encouraged. I believe God has much seed in your area. Just the same as the Holy Spirit said to Paul, about Corinth, he said, don't be discouraged. Mm-hmm. I have many souls in this city. Right. And so uh, I believe that's the way it is with Brother Joseph, and that's certainly already bearing fruit as he introduces different ones to the message of the hour 
And the group that has just started to be baptized now isn't even from his town. It's from mm. another area. He just was acquainted with them, and they embraced the message of the hour. And four souls came to hear the message, including a Pentecostal evangelist mm-hmm. that that's, were baptized. That's another, that's a different four souls and a different minister that were baptized as a result of the meetings we had there. Wow. There's so much happening in Ethiopia. I'll, be, I'll close this section with this statement here from Brother Morgus, pastor in Addis Ababa, and I thought that was so appropriate. He said that the message was viral, and that was last year. And now his description is that it's unstoppable. I think that would be a good title for a sermon, <laughs> from viral to unstoppable. There you go. You <laughs> preach that one. That is a, that is a good thought, a good statement. And uh, the message continues to, uh, you know, the gospel has a life of its own. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's not your life. It's not my life. It's not your labors. It's not my labors. Mm-hmm. I was just reading today in a message, Brother Branham said in the message, God, God's gifts find, always find their places. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, God will use whatever you surrender and consecrate to him. Amen. Whatever part of your life, and if you surrender everything to him, he'll use it all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the way it operates is God's not... God's not looking for power. He has the power. Right. He's not looking for the seed. He knows where the seed are. You know, if they're on the earth, he knows every flea that that ever lived, how many times it bats its eye and how much tallow it makes. Brother Branham says he's an infinite God. And so the knowledge of where the seed are and all of that is not foreign to God, but he uses men. And so as much as uh, the brothers there and the ones involved with them will yield themselves God will use them mightily to bring in those seed in Ethiopia. Amen. Now the scripture and the scripture says here in Psalm 68, 31 to 32, it says, Princes shall come out of Egypt. Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hands unto God. Amen. Sing unto God, ye kingdoms of the earth. All sing ye praises unto the Lord, Selah. That's powerful. It's just beautiful. Have we seen that now in the end time? Ethiopia, indeed, the Lord is stretching has, out of hands. The Lord has a, there's something about Ethiopia that the Lord has his eyes on. Mm-hmm. It's a, It appears in different places in the Bible. And there's just something about it. I haven't figured it all out by any means. It's just an unusual thing as far as countries that are mentioned, right. you know. And so the Lord is, is certainly, I'll just say, Ethiopia has come before the eyes of the Lord. You know, this is a statement I always wondered about it when I was young in the ministry. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Mm. And I always wondered what that statement was. And then one place I was sitting in an airport waiting for a ride to be picked up. Uh, my ride was late. And, and so I was just sitting there reading the message book. And I came across where Brother Ram said, that just means that God wants to give you eternal life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so Beautiful. Yeah, the Lord has the answers. They're all there. <laughs> well, you seem to be catching some great revelations, waiting in a hotel, waiting in the airport. <laughs> we should get you on the film more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> waiting is not my favorite thing, but the Lord seems to use it. <laughs> oh, any closing comments for the team? No, no. I think that it's all there for the people and uh, just an update. And, of course, this is just one part of the accountability 
that we feel we are responsible to the donors, the people that donate right. to missions, and to show them where their money has gone, what what uh, the Lord has accomplished with their offerings, which is a form of worship unto the Lord. Yes, sir. And so uh, we we hope and believe that the people will be blessed by it, and uh, and they will continue to pray with us, labor with us in the mission field until we find, well, we keep saying until we find the last one, but let's just say until we all go home. <laughs> That's it. The until work isn't done home. until we're gone, we right. go home. So that's the Faith Challenge Report. If people want to subscribe to it, if they want to get a copy, how yep. do they do that, Brother John? So if people want to get a copy, um, at the end of the podcast, you will hear the instructions on how to do that. You can send us an email or you can subscribe to the newsletter on the website. And I'll be on BibleWay.org, BibleWay.org, and you can subscribe. And then we will make sure that we send you a copy of this. And for those who already have subscribed and those who are already expecting this, when is it leaving? When are we mailing this? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Should hit the mail tomorrow. Great. All right. Now that concludes our coverage of um, the Believer's Faith Challenge Report. We didn't go into details. We're going to leave that to the readers. But we just wanted to give a highlight to those who are listening to the podcast of what's in this edition. There's another one coming up in the fall. And we're looking forward to that one as well. Once again, thank you for your support. Thank you for all the giving and the prayers. As Brother Tim mentioned, this is the reason why we do this, to be able to let you know what the Lord is doing through your giving and through your support and even just your prayers that's helping places like Uganda and Ethiopia, certainly in China. Keep remembering the saints there in China that need our prayers. Remember the country of Uganda where the Lord is moving and now Ethiopia has several open doors. All over the world, the Spirit is moving. Southeast Asia, Africa, North America. The Lord is moving everywhere until we find our last seat so we can go home. Thank you and God bless you. Until next time. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This was another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're interested in more podcasts and more content as it pertains to mission, please go to our website at BibleWay.org. That's BibleWay.org and subscribe to our newsletter. We will make sure that we send you updates on a weekly basis of the works that the Lord is doing all over the world. Additionally, you can send us an email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. And once again, we'd like to thank you for your support. This podcast would not be a success without you. Until next time, may God bless you.